And I love what Pastor Chris said. I love it so much. I love it more than 100%. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect and make a change in your life through the ministry of Pastor Chris Ross. Pastor Chris is the founder of Breakthrough Ministries International Church with multiple branches in South Africa and abroad. He is a healing evangelist for the Jesus the Answer Outreach Ministry, an outreach crusade bringing healing, deliverance and breakthrough to many people. Breakthrough Ministries International is a vibrant church with young, energetic people full of zeal and fire for the Lord. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast channel to receive new messages every week. Now, let's listen to Pastor Chris. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this morning that we can meet here. It's by your grace and your grace alone. We pray today that we will lift up Jesus and so that people can be drawn to our blessed Savior. We thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for the grace to be here. Thank you for health. Thank you for direction in our lives. Speak to us by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated, thank you very much, and a hearty good morning to all of you. We are very blessed to be in day six of our fast, day seven, sorry, we are in day seven of our fast. <laughs> People thought I'm going to add an extra day, so I got a swift response. Now it's day seven. And today we end the fast at 4 o'clock because we have a service here at 6 p.m. We've been praying every night and we've experienced wonderful presence of God. And tonight we want to pray again at 6 p.m. If you, for some reason, could not come to any of the prayer meetings, then you are welcome to come tonight at 6. All right? We will... We normally just go for two hours in the prayers. But tonight I have got a special word from the Lord for the group that's been praying with me. And my sermon is, in, is entitled, What Delilah Was Looking For. If you come tonight, you will also find out what Delilah was looking for. Delilah is a type of an evil spirit. A type. Yeah. If your name is Delilah, God, for, God forgive <laughs> she's a type of an evil spirit she's not the spirit of lust as you might think she's not the spirit of sex that made Samson fall or a harlot or a prostitute that's not the point she might have been but the spirit of Delilah is specifically the spirit that is sent to you to find out where your great strength lies. That's the purpose and the mission of that spirit, the assignment. 
Find out where his great strength lies. And the devil is coming to find out where your great strength lies. Tonight I will explain to you what the strength of the believer is and why the enemy has already cut off your head so that there's no strength in you, but you can regain it again in the name of Jesus. Knowledge is power. Amen. And by knowledge we will overcome. Hallelujah. Now I want to speak to you quickly before I preach and I'm taking the offering now. We shifted a little bit around. The service won't be the same every week. This year will be a year of much variety. Amen. We will also have the actors on stage more this year. I said I want more of the film stars. So very soon you'll see wonderful movies on the platform. Glory to God. We have a testimony of the Lord that blessed somebody when she started to tithe. And in a minute, I'll call her to the stage to give her own testimony. But I want to encourage you that enlargement, this is our year of enlargement. We are excited for everybody that will enlarge in the spirit. Amen? Now, there are different areas of improvement. Now, I'm always looking for improvement, things to be new, things to be, you know, to be creative is part of the gifts of the spirit of God. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit will make you do things, new things, to be creative because the, the Spirit is a creative Spirit. The Bible says in the beginning when there was just void in the earth, the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God started to work together with the Spirit and the Word. Hallelujah. And God said, let there be light and the word came from God's mouth and the spirit was the power that made the light come into being. Hallelujah. So the church will have, the church must always be creative. It's a sign that the Holy Spirit is here. Amen. So you'll see we will have a lot of nice things like the coffee shop. I'm now, I realize because those people are not used to coffee shops. I also, I'm also in the process of organizing a takeaway shop for you. Yeah, so you can buy your, your, your what do you call, your resident food, Gatsby's, hot chips, and those type of things. Amen? Very soon it will be outside to see a nice caravan for you to go to because you can't, you don't know how to eat at the coffee shop. I, I realize the coffee shop is not for everybody. Amen? God loves diversity. Some people will stand in the Gatsby line. Other people will sit down at the coffee shop. Ask your neighbor, what type of person are you? Yeah. Now listen to this just for a minute, please. Enlargement by sacrifice. Everybody who, who pays a price for the Lord will see enlargement in their lives. In Joshua chapter 8 verse 28, or let's, let's just read verse 30. The Bible says, Joshua built an altar unto the Lord of Israel in Mount Ebal. Hallelujah. Joshua built an altar. 
and an altar was made to sacrifice. Hallelujah. God honors those who sacrifice to Him. It's so important. Strange doors of favor will start to open for you from today if you start to understand the sweet sacrifices that you must make to the Lord. Hallelujah. You will enter into new dimensions because of your sacrifices. And from now on forward, through the next season of your life, you will experience goodness, the mercies of the Lord, and many blessings because of your great sacrifices to the Lord. Praise God. I want you people to understand something that God is very interested in you. God doesn't really need you for anything. Amen? Because God is all-powerful. He's omnipotent. He's everywhere at the same time. He's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. But God, because He loves you, he wants, he wants to work with you and partner with you. He wants to bless you, but it won't just come automatically. Uh -huh. He wants you to do something, and He promises that He will do the big part of the contract. This is how God works. So if you see a man blessed through sacrifices, then God told him, bring this little to me and I will give you much. Yeah. And if you don't do your part, and unfortunately, then you won't reap the blessings of the Lord. You will not eat the fruit of the blessings. This is God's way. Even prayer. Prayer is so designed that... If God knows everything, <laughs> why must you still ask Him for what you need? He then knows everything. Can't He just give you what you need? You see, but this is the mystery of, the God, of godliness. That God has decided to work with you and partner with you. It was always His design to have fellowship with man. That's why you were created. Even now in your fallen state, He still has a desire for you. God loves you. So he, he works with you and he says, look, I will do for you anything you ask, but you must ask. Amen. Whatsoever you ask in my name, I will give it to you. Let's pray. Do you see? God has chosen to partner with men. Hallelujah. And the best example was when Moses fought, I think, when Moses fought the Amalekites. Joshua and the, the men of war were in the, in, the, in the battlefield. Moses was on the mountain, praying, hands uplifted. And the Amalekites were in the valley fighting Joshua and the Israelites. Joshua defeated them all the time, as long as Moses' hands was lifted high. But when Moses became tired, he dropped his hands and there was no more prayer coming from earth to heaven. And the Israelites, the battle turned in the valley and the Israelites started to retreat because they started to lose the battle. 
Then Aaron and her came to uplift again the hands of Moses. And the Bible says, when his hands went up, the battle turned. And the Amalekites were defeated. So you ask yourself the question, but why? Who was now in control, God or Moses? It's a question. And the answer is, God in His mighty power has decided to share His glory or His, his, his to partner with man concerning the things of the earth. Are you with me? It, it means if you don't pray, God won't do anything. Say, Pastor, my ek het nie gebid nie en die Heer het my gered toe ek kar my ampe omstam. Misschien het jou auntie of jou oma vir jou gebid wat sy nie is van weet nie. Somebody prayed because God has decided he won't move until man prays. The Bible says the heavens belong to God, but the earth he has given to man. So God understands legalities and the rules of engagement. He won't just come and interfere. You must give him permission to interfere. That's why the Bible says, command you me concerning the works of my hands. Oh, hallelujah. When Abimelech Almost messed with Abram's wife. Hey! The Lord smote him. Yes. And when he said sorry to God, listen carefully. When he said sorry to God, God said to him, It's okay. It's okay. Go ask Moses, my servant. Ah, go ask Abram, my servant, to pray for you. And I will hear his prayer. And I will heal you. You say, Pastor, why didn't God just do it? No. God has decided to partner with man concerning the things of the earth. That's why Jesus said, what you bound on this earth shall be bound in heaven. What you loose on this earth shall be loosed in heaven. So Christians who fail to pray, oh, we feel sorry for you. It's hard to pray. But that's why we organize prayer gatherings to help you to pray. We started by asking the Holy Spirit to help us to pray. Because the Bible says we have an infirmity, a weakness. You know what is a weakness? We don't know how and what to pray for. But when He, the Spirit, shall come, He shall pray through you, for you and through you with groanings that cannot be uttered. Glory to God. Back to the offerings. I'm helping you. So as God has decided to partner with man, God wants to bless man. So God made this arrangement. You bring a sacrifice to me. Throughout the Bible, you see the blessed people were sacrificial people. Abel, Abram, all of them made sacrifices. They slaughtered animals, and animals was the sign of their wealth. Amen? That's, how, that's why when a, when a man wants to marry a woman in some of our cultures, he must bring cows. 
<laughs> Big cows. Many cows. And many times I have to pray for the men because the family, depending how nice the girl is, and if she's even educated a little, you must bring extra cows. Cows is a, is a, is a sign of wealth. You pay for, for the lady. Amen. Colored ladies are free. That's why they give so much trouble. They cost you nothing. <laughs> so you will pay. You won't pay with cows. You'll pay in another way. But pay you well. Somebody shout that here, you'll pay with your life. Listen, God wants you to bring something to Him. Not that He needs something, but He wants to bless you. Are you with me? God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He said, the silver and the gold is mine, says the Lord. Yes. But in His contract, in His engagement with you, He says, bring me something. And I want to bless you. This is God. Never mind how people criticize pastors and churches for taking money. It's the devil whispering in your ear because he knows that's God's way of blessing you. Yeah? That's why when you honor a man of God, even, you might think, but the man, the man, it mirrors what I get. You see, you must understand the rules of engagement. Elijah said to the widow, bake me a bread first. She said, we're going to die, me and my son, we got nothing. Bake me a bread first. And the woman did what the man of God said to her. And by bringing something, the Bible says she had enough for her and her son to eat and for the man of God for as long as the drought was there. Hallelujah. She activated the blessing of God. How do you activate it? You must bring a sacrifice. Amen. Now, there are many sacrifices we can make. We can sacrifice our time. We bring sacrifice of praises to the Lord. But I'm specifically now talking about finances and money for that blessing. Because we can work hard, but at the end of the day, money is a reward for your service, isn't it? You want your money. If the boss don't pay, you want your money. When the tailor was working here, I was joking with him. I said to him, listen, I can't pay you now Friday. I told them all because some of them were into alcohol, some of the workers, you see. So I said, I'm not going to pay you Friday because you are gonna, you're going to be drunk on Saturday. I needed them to finish the job on Saturday. So I said, I pay you on Monday. The, the tailor said, Pastor. Do you want these guys to come stand by my door on Friday? They will not leave me because they want a reward for what they have done. Amen? So money is an exchange and a reward for what you have done, but you take some of that and you bring it to God. And you will see how God will reward you. Hallelujah. 
And your sacrifice is very important to God in determining how far you will go in this life. No one can enlarge his life and ministry without enlarging his sacrifice. So this short sermon on tithing is enlarge your sacrifice and you will enlarge your prosperity too. Amen? It's modern Christians who want to get away without paying the price. But you will surely pay the price if you want to serve God. You will even become a surprise to yourself and to the world as you enlarge in sacrifices. Hallelujah. So, I heard the story of this lady in our church. I was teaching on tithing towards the end of last year. One Sunday, my whole sermon was on tithing. If you're a regular here, you should remember it. That morning, the Holy Spirit said to me, change your message and teach the people to tithe. Because I, that's the only way God can bless you. Amen. And this young girl said she was in the meeting. She will tell you the story now. And she and her mother debated the story of tithing. Should they give, should they not? And she said she decided we're going to try. Because the Lord said, try me now. So they heard the scripture in Malachi, try, and they said, let's try the Lord. Everybody say, try. Try, try let's try. And she did say to herself that, she heard others testify because that very morning I brought up some testimonies. I think Jamie, Bevan, some of these wonderful people that are blessed now. Hallelujah. They are blessed by tithing. I believe, I'm a very practical pastor. I don't believe in just word salad. Show me the proof. The proof is in the pudding. Everybody has something to say. This whole world. Everybody has a mouth. But it's not what you say. Can you prove to me what you say? Can you prove what you're saying is true? Are you blessed by giving to God? Then prove it to me. Amen. God actually says, try me. I will prove it to you. He said it in Malachi 3.10. Try me and I will prove to you that I will open the windows of heaven. Hallelujah. So I want to call Sandy forward to give out a testimony on how the Lord blessed her. I don't know if the mother must come with, but Sandy was the tither. Did the mother tithe or just you? Oh, you tithe. The mother is still struggling to tithe. Okay, come. She's come stand here with me. Come. Now look, we're going to do many testimonies this year. So if you want to be on stage, how many of you would like to be on stage and talk to the people? You must come and give your, your name to... Just now stand. Give your name to her and then give her a short story of what you want to say. Then we will decide if you qualify to come to speak. You must qualify. You can't just stand for and to stand eight and to. Was it Wednesday? Was it Donnerdag? I can't even. No, that, that, that type of testimonies will not be allowed here. Sandy, tell us. It's what I'm saying through that I was preaching on tithing. Start there so the people can also get the understanding that if you respond to the word, God, this word will never return void unto God. Amen. So you heard me preach. Tell them. Morning, church. Um, a few weeks ago, pastor was giving a teaching on tithing, 
and he called all these young people up, same age as me, and I was so amazed by their stories and how they said they were tithing faithfully for years, even little money, and um, God blessed them, and they got new jobs they weren't qualified for, and their salaries doubled, and now they're giving even more in their tithes, and I thought, I also want to be like that man, and... Um, the pastor said, don't matter what you're Do you going want through. to be like that in the sense of giving to the Lord or getting a lot of money back? B- both. Both pastor. sides. Okay. <laughs> and then um, pastor said, um, don't worry what you're going through. If you really want to tithe, stand up and let me pray for you. And me and my mommy were like, Ugh, we're struggling. What are we going to do? And she said, we just stand up. And we stood up and pastor prayed for us. And then a, a week went by. And I finally gave my tithes, and I thought to myself, these people tied for years. I probably have to wait more years, 10 more years to get my um, reward from God. And then a week went by, and my mother went to work, and there was this, this boss of a company that works with my mother's company. And she's never sp- spoken to this man about me before. And one day she said she just felt like she must give my CV to him. And um, he said, don't worry, I'll take it in March. We might open a branch and she can work there. And then um, he played, a week went by and he went, go, he called my mom the Monday and he said he played golf with a manager of Pedro Golf Club. And he was complaining about how he has this position, but no one, he doesn't, can't find anyone for it. And he said, oh, I have the CV of this girl. Um, I'm going to ask her mother if I can give it to you. So I got the call on Monday, and they asked me to come for an interview on Tuesday. And I went, and, I, and the guy said, don't worry if it's not for you, just go, and you see what happens. And I went, and they explained the job to me, and I was not qualified for anything that he was saying. And I you was were so, not qualified for anything. Yes, boss, I wasn't. And then we, he said, well, let's talk about the salary, and it was double of what I'm earning by my job that I am right now. And I was thinking, I don't have the qualifications for this. How am I going to do this? And he said, um, the interview was done. He said, we'll let you know on Friday if you got the job or not. And then um, the week of fasting and praying went by, and I didn't come the first few days. But that the Wednesday, I let LP know that I had a job interview. Please pray for me, LP. And next minute, I got a message on my phone from Pastor. And he said, get done. Pastor Derek is getting you. Come pray. And I was like, oh, no, I'm no, not No, go slow with that. That's an important part of the story. Oh. <laughs> Pastor sent her a message and said, why are you not in the prayer meeting? Yes. Because the pastor looks for the sheep. A good pastor looks for the sheep. And I saw this child not, and the message went, and then she wanted to start with the transport problems. I said, that is also sorted out. An angel with white clothes will come to your door. <laughs> Pastor Derek, and then. And then um, I came. That very night when I sent the message, right? I sent yes. an hour before. She An hour was, before. She was um, contemplating, is it tomorrow? <laughs> you mean tomorrow? <laughs> I said, tomorrow might never come. Because yeah. the whining said, tomorrow I'll give my life. Tomorrow I'll give my tithe someday. <laughs> oh, Lord. 
but it's not so easy to give it today. I'll give it tomorrow. I promise you tomorrow. But you must choose the Lord because tomorrow may very well just be too late. All right, sorry. Back to the testimony. And then um, Pastor Terry came to get me and I came to church and I told LP a little bit more of the job and how I'm not qualified. Don't, don't talk so fast. Speak slow <laughs> and clear. The people must hear the testimony. Qualified and then Alpi said, this is a testimony. And I said, Alpi, wait, I didn't get the job yet. Don't yet tell pastor. And she said, you must believe. Just don't worry. I'll call pastor. And the pastor said, come sit with me. Tell me your story. And I told him, and he said, bring a chair. And I sat with him, and he said, let me pray for you, because you will get this job. And I said, um, thank you. And I, I didn't, I had faith. But when I saw how the real believers had faith more than me in myself, that I was going to get this, my faith grew even more. And then for the first time in my life, church, after tithing, not even a month later, I got a call on Friday to ask if, my, if I'm available Monday for the job. Praise God. Supply. Supply. You see, like the widow said, we don't have any more. We're going to die if we don't get something. And the man of God intervened. And she had to activate godly help by doing something. You, you, you activate godly help by doing something, not by sitting there. You must do something. So when we tell you God's formula is already in His Word, you must bring a tithe. Yes, bring an offering. Bring an offering to God. Don't believe the lies of people who say the church will steal your money. That is to keep you poor. It's a lie. We give and God gives back to us. Now she said something remarkable. She said she didn't have the faith of the mature Christians. But my Bible says you don't need big faith. You need mustard-type seed faith. My wife used to sing a song many years ago when she was singing. If you have faith, the size of a mustard seed, you can say, move mountains. Mountains! Get out of my way. Do you know that song, Cheryl? Maurice, do you know that song? The chorus. It's a nice song. We can sing it. Come here. I want you, you people mustn't stand close. You are preaching with me. Stand here. You mustn't think. Pastor Prat van Bense, wat salaris verdien. Pastor, you're talking about people that earn big salaries. I'm not talking about such people. I'm talking about you. I only have a hundred rand. Yes, give to God from that hundred rand. It's not my work. If it was me, I would have said, don't give. I'm going to try and find money somewhere else. That's my way. I don't like to take money. But God's way is the best way. Hallelujah. You can't do it any other way. Believe God. And you will start to prosper. If 
If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say, Move mountain, move mountain, mountain, get out of my way. Just the chorus, yeah. If you have faith like the size of a mustard seed, move mountain. You can say, move mountain, mountain, get out of You don't my need big faith. You don't need big faith. You need faith the size of a mustard seed. And then what you say is what you will have. If you say criticism, you speak bad, you will not have anything. But if by faith you say, my pastor prayed for me and I'm going to have what God said I will have, you will have it. He cursed the tree before he was crucified. He cursed the tree and the disciples said, how did it happen so quick? Because as he was walking, the tree started to wither. He said, you will do greater things than this. You must just say. And you must believe. You need the faith of a mustard seed. You, you won't just curse a tree. He said, you will say to the mountain, be thou cast into the sea. And you will see it happen for you. Hallelujah. Are you ready to give offerings and tithes? Was it the good testimony of the, the sister? One of the other things she reminds me of is that we did an outreach here called something Color, Color Explosion. And then she gave her life to the Lord and one of the other people in a cell. But my wife decided to go and have a cell church with these people. And they are still in the church today. I want the other people, the leaders to listen to me. You, if you leave the souls by themselves, even after they're on the blue carpet for altar calls, they won't necessarily come back here. You need to go as a shepherd and go and pastor the people. Are you with me? Amen. Look now, this wonderful testimony. And then uh, uh, another family member of El Pelusil, because El Pelusil decided, I'm going to become the shepherd of those people. They gave their lives to Christ at the, at the altar call. Many who give their lives, they don't come back because the shepherds don't look for the sheep. And Friday, Saturday we prayed, that we will now give our lives to helping the pastoral work. Amen. Hallelujah. And oh, I want to know you more. Deep within my soul, I want to know you. Lord, I want to know you. Last time. 
uplifted hallelujah then sings my soul my savior God to thee how great thou art how great thou art then sings my soul my savior God to thee how great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior. Father, we give you praise and thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Enlargement is of the Spirit. That is what we spoke about last week. Amen. How many of you listened again to the sermon last week? Somebody phoned me from America and said he listened to the sermon enlargement is first in the spirit before it is in the natural. And he said he was so blessed. Hallelujah. Joshua had to take stones from the water and obey God before he could enter into his enlargements. Before Joshua could get more territories, he first had to do this simple act of taking stones from the water and building an altar to the Lord. And that stones was what he had to fetch from the river Jordan, which symbolizes the Holy Spirit. Amen? We want to be more spiritual. Is it right? Well, it's not easy, so we strive to pray more, to read the Bible more, to be more spiritual. Hallelujah. This morning, I want to show you that if you want to enlarge, it's not automatic. Amen? There are certain things you'll have to do for God to enlarge you. Hallelujah. There are people that are large and there are people that are not large. So you need to find the secret 
to why some people have enlarged. For example, in the ministry, why do some pastors have big churches and others don't? In, in, in finances, why are some more prosperous, why are others not? They are secrets of enlargement. But we are more specifically looking at enlargement in the spirit, enlargement in the work of God, because from there comes many other things. Hallelujah. Yes, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now, Joshua was the servant of Moses. If you're here for the first time, just so that you can jump on board with us, Moses was given the task to lead the children from Israel, from Egypt, into the promised land that would later be called Israel, Judea, Palestine. Amen? But Moses, because of the many fights he had with the children of Israel, he didn't enter the promised land. His ministry came to an end just as he was about to take them in. God showed him the land. And then Joshua, hallelujah, he was the servant of Moses. He was given the great task of entering the promised land. And if you read the whole book of Joshua, you will see that he was a very prosperous man. He was a very, uh, there's nothing bad about him. Now, nothing negative about him even died in a very good death. Hallelujah. May you also have a life like Joshua. But you see, Joshua was the servant of Moses. So that already is a great key to you. If you want to be great, you must first be a servant. Amen. Who are you serving? That's the question. Who are you serving? Or are you just your own man? You, you don't serve anybody. You are Mr. Big Man yourself. You want servants. You can never be a leader unless you are first a servant. Are you hearing me? And you will see that many servants catch the anointing. It was Elisha that caught the anointing on Elijah. It was Moses that caught, uh, Joshua that caught what was on Moses. And it was Timothy that also received from Paul. Glory to God. But now, to go into the promised land or into your space of enlargement, which I believe God is taking you to, because prophetically we declared this church, the year of enlargement, like getting jobs, these will all be part, moving into new homes. And I will be happy with you because it's, it's, it's a sign that the Lord is doing it. Amen. Come testify about good things that you receive. Hallelujah. Because your thankfulness is another key for God to give you more. If I give everybody sweets and only one child come to hug me and say thank you, I will feel inclined to take another sweet of my pocket and give to her a second sweet. Isn't it so? And those others who just ran away would never say thank you. I don't feel like giving them extra. It's the same with God. For the little thing you got, you came and you were thankful. God is going to give you more. Amen. Hallelujah. I see you being blessed this year. I want you to be blessed. Don't worry if you're in a state of trial. That's why you come here to be taught how to enter into your enlargement. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. Now today I want to show you that you, you're going to have to fight for your enlargement. There are battles to your enlargement. It's not easy. It doesn't just come. 
If you see me here in the ministry, don't think I just came here and everybody loved me. No, 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 no. Fighting. And the whole story of Joshua from Joshua chapter 1, it's a, it's a book of war. It's a book of bloodshed. They should actually put an age restriction on that book. Because kings were killed and hung in the, in the open for Joshua to take territories. But these kings are all signs of demonic people. Amen. You must remember the people who inhabited the land where Joshua had to come. They were a mixture of human beings and demons. I don't want to go too much into it, but then you can understand why God would say, destroy these people. Kill them, kill their children, kill their cattle, kill everything. Because it was a mixture. They were hybrids, mixed. You know what is a hybrid? They call cars hybrids nowadays, isn't it? You can throw petrol or you can go with electricity. Yes. We all wanted electric cars in South Africa, but then when Eskom said, where are you going to charge the cars? We said, okay, let's stay to petrol. <laughs> but the people in Israel were hybrids. They were a mixture of demons, and, and it's from, from Genesis chapter 6 when the Bible says, the, 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 the sons of God, men of God came down and had sex with the daughters of men. And then there were these strange type of any, uh, creatures. Goliath was one of them. He was a giant. He was abnormally big. It's a bit of a mixture. One, had, one, one of them had one eye. You, if you read the Bible, you see the giant with the one eye. He didn't have eyes here. The eye was here in the forehead. Eye! Like an alien. I sometimes wonder in Diaf if some of that Nephilim, it's called the Nephilim spirit. If you don't know what I'm talking about, don't, don't worry too much. You will, the more you sit in the church, the more I will teach you. You must actually come to my, my uh, conferences. There I have more time to teach. The Nephilim, they were a mix. They were angels, but in the form of fallen angels, in the form of human bodies. They, they wanted the daughters of men. They were like spirits, but when they saw the daughters of men, they lusted after them, and they had sexual intercourse, and out of them were born all these Gergesites, the Jebusites, the Beaconbites, all the different, all the different people who inhabited the promised land. So for Joshua to enter, he had to first get rid of them. Are you with me? And every time they kept some of them alive, they caused trouble. Yeah. Maybe one of the mistakes Joshua made, he didn't kill the enemy completely. You see, so Goliath that came to fight David years later, he was from the tribe that, that uh, Joshua didn't kill. Because they made a pact with Israel. But anyway, that's too much for you for now. I just want to show you that you're going to have to fight for what you want. Amen? But we don't fight like in the, in the flesh. No, no, no. We fight in the spirit. Hallelujah. And why I want to help all of you because, you see, you might think it's strange that when you are born again, that it should be a, a big celebration through your family, through your friends. But you find strange that actually people are more antagonistic towards you. 
Yeah, they, 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 they're not so happy for you. They say stupid things to you. And you know, sometimes when you are born again, you're not, you're not immediately mature. You still, now and then you do things that's not supposed to be done. I say, like, they say, they say, you say you're born again. Kijk hoe gaat ze aan. Zij roep nog klomsige rete. Maar dan moet jy sê, prijsie jyre, ek het twintig geroek, ek roep nou net twee, halleluja. <laughs> I'm not where I'm supposed to be, but I'm darum not where I used to be. Slowly I'm moving forward. You see, man looks at the outward, but God looks at the heart. Do you want to serve me? That's why in the parable of the Pharisees, he said, the, the, the woman came to throw in the little, and this, the, no, the, 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 they prayed, and the one said, sorry, he said, I'm not like this bad man. He was Pharisee, and God hates hypocrisy. We are all sinners. There's no one righteous, no, not one. Romans 3.10. There's no man righteous, no, not one. So, don't worry about what they even if it's January, don't worry now. You don't have to worry, Kirk Franklin said, isn't it? You don't have to worry. Huh? Yes, there is no, no, no one is righteous. And we don't judge other people unrighteously. There's a way of, there's a judgment that you can practice, but not unrighteous judgment. You can judge, but not unrighteous. You see, you must judge righteously. Mm. But some people judge unrighteously. And so the Pharisee who said, I'm not like this one. Jesus said, he's not a good judge. He's unrighteous. Hallelujah. Do you want to know the battles you must fight? I give it to you quickly and then we close. Joshua 10.40. Joshua 10.40. Hallelujah. We are fasting today, so there's no need to rush home for lunch, is it? We're only eating at four. And if you are ex- in a hurry to go home for lunch, it means you are giving your game away that you are not fasting. You will enlarge by many battles. Joshua smote all the country of the hills and of the south and of the vale and of the springs and all their kings. Hey! Man of war. He left none remaining, but utterly destroyed all that breathed as the Lord God of Israel commanded him. Are you here? Joshua smote them all. He smote them all. It's a battle. So, my friends, you will have to fight in this life for many things you want to have and achieve. Isn't it so? And you must not get tired of fighting. When you've won the one battle, <laughs> another one waits for you. This is good teaching. You won't find this in any church. Churches nowadays say that we must love one another. We must love one another. But they don't know when we go out here, it's warfare. It's much war. Joshua and Caleb, 
they engage in endless fighting from village to village, killing the enemies of God. Hallelujah. And taking new territories. That is enlargement. Amen. From slaves to landowners. Yeah. You will also be a landowner in Jesus' name. Because it's your year of enlargement. If you believe it, you shall have it. Amen. But you must get ready for endless fighting. Prepare for war. I spoke to a friend the other day. He was with me in the church many years ago. And I told him, ask me about the ministry. I said, ministry is war. He first didn't understand, but after I explained to him, he understood. I said, it's constant fighting. Unfortunately, it's like that. The only lovable people I have is here at BMI. Besides Judas Iscariot, that's also sitting here, but I didn't see him. Most of the people here are lovable people, isn't it? Yeah, but outside, there's, there's war. You have to fight. You have to continually fight. Paul said, a great and effective door has been opened to me, but there are many adversaries. Yeah. Many adversaries. If, if you enlarge, then people are even jealous of your enlargement. <laughs> we must get ready for jealousy also. Get ready for gossip also. Get ready for false accusation. They say you have achieved things by, by, by being scrupulous, by being a thief. It's part of your accusation. You must fight these battles. It's a war. Don't long for peace. Don't long for rest. Don't say to yourself, why, I, why do I always have issues, one after the other? Am I preaching to someone here today? When will I have peace? When will I have rest? We have a saying in BMI, rest is for the grave. That's why we put on your tombstone one day. Rest in, but for now, we shall fight. Amen. Hallelujah. When Moses died, Joshua had to fight endless battles. And the list of the wars are on and on and on. And time won't allow me, but I'll just read maybe three. And you see all the battles Joshua had to fight. It's all in Joshua chapter 10. He had to fight kings after kings after kings. And the first battle he fought was 10 kings together. Yeah. Joshua 10.5. Listen, Joshua 10.5. The five kings of the Amorites... King of Jerusalem, King of Hebron, King of Jamuth, King of Lachish, King of Eglon. They gathered themselves together to gang up against Joshua. Have you ever had enemies that gang up together to fight you? You see, some of you haven't yet entered into spiritual things, so I, can't, I don't know if you will identify with me that how my enemies can gang up against me. At one stage, I went into a room where five of my enemies sat and they never had anything to do with one another, but they, they became friends because of me. <laughs> Suddenly they were sharing one another's phone numbers and they were WhatsApping one another, but before they never used to contact one another, I became the point, the focus of attraction. 
We have something in common. We must bring this man down. Kan nog nooit so mooi kyk het soos hy het. En sikke mooi mense soos hy het. Ons het met amal die arme sasapies. Ek kyk hoe moeilik sy mense. Maar hulle weet ook nie ons was ook daar nie. Het is die Heere wat ons opgelig het. He brought me out from the miry clay. He set my feet on a rock to stay. So he put a song in my heart today. A song of praise. Hallelujah. And the joy of the Lord is now gleaming from me. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen. They're jealous for success. People don't like success, you. But it's a war. Five kings, they gathered together to fight Joshua. Oh, hallelujah. Let me, let me go, let me, uh, go to verse 28. And that day Joshua took Makada. He smote it with the edge of the sword. And the king, he utterly destroyed. Joshua didn't play. There was no love life with Joshua. He was a man of war. Hallelujah. May you be a man like Joshua and destroy the demons in your life. May you destroy them. In, in verse 29, he fights again. He passed from Makada and all his soldiers with him and lip, unto lip, Libna. He fought against them. Verse 32, the Lord delivered Lakish into the hand of Joshua. So many fights. He battles, he battles, he battles. Look at verse 41. Right through, it's just battles. He fights Hebron. He fights Eglon, he fights the Burr, he fights the country of the hills. Look at verse 40. Are you here? Are you willing to learn? The word of God is nice, isn't it? It's so nice. I love the word. Pastor Charlie said last week he, he, gets, he gets edgy when the word is coming to an end. He doesn't want it to end. Amen. So Joshua smote all the country of the hills and of the south and of the vale and of the springs. Go to verse 41. He smote them from Kadesh Barnea even unto Gaza. Hey! Verse 41. Yeah, he from, even unto Gaza and all the country of Goshen, even unto Gibeon. It is impossible to say how many battles you are going to experience as you fight your way to experience the enlargement from God. But I can just tell you, expect many battles. Okay? But let me give you just a few, then we close. Number one, you will have to fight battles at your house and in your home. If you are a Christian, this is part of your life, my sister. You will have to battle at your home. Amen. Expect a battle with your parents. Pastor. Expect a battle with your parents. Look, my pastor always tells me there are two types of scriptures in the Bible. Those for the A-type believers. 
for the snowflake believers and those for the warfare believers. The one for the snowflake says, love your mother and father, honor your mother and father. Then the other one says, the one for the war says, if you don't hate your mother and father, you cannot be my disciple. Do you understand? So it's almost confusing, but it's not. Because we're talking about the deeper level of spirituality, and the deeper level of warfare. You see, Christians who only have like Sunday experience coming two hours, that's all they go for the whole week. Next week they'll come. It's fine. You are also welcome here. We are, you, are, you are part of our church. You are the B-type Christians. But real Christianity is more than that. Yeah. And then if you enter into more than that, then this warfare starts. But if you just the two, two hour, that's all right. That's all right. Yalla gaan nie so by jy bekleen nie, want yalla gaat lekker braai en soan en soan. En as hulle so drink, wenkie, sy gaan nie mat sê nie. Sy drinkie, want sy is bekeer, maar sy gaan nie mat. As hulle dans, gaan sy nie so aan nie. Maar sy is daar. But you are there. En hy sê jy ook, ach, die man het so klein bie, ek kan nie, I, I, I can't drink, I don't drink anymore, but at least it's just a little bit, then I don't offend my uncle Kobus uh, that came from Beaufort uh, West. That's a different type of believer. But the other one says, I can't even be at the party because I have a prayer meeting tonight at my church. Yay! The respect say to your family, Miani. Say, but you pastor, you will have a warfare with your family. I'm preaching to a type of believer here. Maybe you don't understand what is this warfare because you are that other type. The, the 4% alcohol. 4%. What is in the bottle? I think 4%, isn't it? Huh? You love ciders drink. How many of you say, you don't drink it. You drink a cider. He makes you not drunk. He makes you not in a vibe. Listen, listen, listen. This is off the message. No? The other day a guy was talking ugly stuff. So I said to the people, don't get angry with him, he's drunk. So they told me, pastor, you never drank before. I said, I, by God's grace, I didn't drink. I say, a drunk man, with what they say. A drunk man, he knows what he's saying. It's just he never had the pluck to say it. Is it? But now that he got a little bit in, is gonna say it, but you'll say what they will say. So, so I thought to myself, I must bring a little wine for everybody here, so I can know what is in your heart and what is in your mind. That I say what they will say. Now I know why Paul says a little wine is good for the stomach. Okay. 
Let's focus. Let's get serious with the message. What is the first battle? You will expect battles at your home. Amen. There will be serious battles because of your calling. I thank God my mother and father didn't stand in my way for the calling. I thank God for my wife who never said I mustn't go into the ministry. Because I, I was a school teacher by profession. I was earning a good salary. I was, a, I was a school principal. But she didn't say no. You see, that's when you have a spiritual woman. If you marry Delilah, you're going to suffer. You might even have difficulty with your children at home, isn't it? I want you to understand this so that if you have problems, then don't think it's strange. I'm telling you now, as you follow the Lord, even your children will kick against the pricks. The devil will, will make them do strange things to attack your Christianity. It's a battle. You must fight like Joshua. You can fight it in prayer, pray for them, fight with them. Whatever the Lord tells you to do, to do, do. Listen to Matthew 10 verse 34. Think not that I come to send peace on earth. Here's the Bible. I came not to send peace, but the sword. You didn't see the scripture, did you? Now I'm showing it to you. Verse 35. For I am come to set the man at variance against his father and the daughter against her mother. Yeah. And the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Jesus. I went to Durban recently with my wife and I went into a spice shop. Do you, be, do you know there's a spice called mother-in-law? I brunch to see table. I brunch to see table. Mother-in-law, Jesus. Verse 36, and a man's foes. Hello, look at the Bible, please. A man's enemies will be from his own house. Put it in the NLT. Let me teach the people. From the first verse, please. Don't imagine that I came to bring peace to the earth. This is Jesus telling them. Now, it's after the first. This is not for the two-hour Christians. This is for real serious Christianity. And I believe BMI is a serious church. Yeah. We want to be holy unto the Lord. Amen? We try. We fail sometimes, but we try. We try. Don't imagine that I came to bring peace. to the, I came not to bring peace, but the sword. Yeah. I have come to set the man against his father and a daughter against a mother and daughter-in-law against a mother-in-law and your enemies will be right in your own household. So, so, so now from today onwards, don't, don't think that you are, something's wrong with you. Amen? Your enemies will be of your own household. That's if you want to really follow Christ. If you want to follow Christ like soldier, soldier type to the end. If you will give up your life you will find it again. That, that's the type. That's the type. 
Hallelujah. Oh, my people, when we started to become serious, when we went past just having normal church, having big meals on a Sunday, sleeping till 6 o'clock and watching football in the... No, 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 no. We said, no, let's serve God in a better way. Suddenly, our families came up against us. My, my parents, Pastor Charlie's parents, Pastor Robin's parents, all of us, they said, you are crazy to serve God the way you want to serve Him. You can love Him, but don't love Him so much. The battle in your house. Time will not allow me. I want to come to the next battle. The next battle is the battle in your bedroom. That's the marriage battle. You're not alone. You're not alone if you have a fight with your husband and wife. That's part of the war in Christianity. Amen? The marital bedroom. Who's in charge? The fight is for who's in charge. The fight is for who is respecting who. Jamut for my respect. Need Jamut is for my respect. Oh, glory to God. My, my paard nooit so met my gepraat. Sê die vrouwens. Trevor nou had so gesê. As nie my vrou nie. Los my laat ek preek. Moe nie altyd ding as ek praat. Ha praat ek van my vrou nie. My vrou is hier engel nie. Maar alright. Sy sit stil. Maar sy, sy sit op my kop. Maar sy sit stil. Trevor Noah was making fun of the Oscar Pistorius thing, so we, he, he imitated the fight, so he said, the, the wife said to him, my father never spoke to me like that. So that's a common uh, word that, that ladies use when they fight. Is it so, ladies? Can I have an amen from the ladies? My man, my party is so much my gepraati. She used to say for him, darling. You know the word darling? Sweetheart. But when, when it's in the bedroom, you gemos. Look, 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 look. Look. Just the other day, a brother by mistake sent a message from his phone. His wife, he was talking to his wife. He told his wife, I'm not coming home. This, 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 this. Then the wife sent messages to him. Ugly swear words. And I don't know how the thing landed on my phone. <laughs> so I thought, I thought maybe you wanted to show me how, what the wife is. But the wife is, they're not in the church here. No, no, it's a family member. Then my wife said she also got the message. So the guy by mistake, I think he sent to all his, <laughs> he sent to all his contacts. Because she got the message, I got the message, other people got the message. And I tell you the swear words. Yo, mm. And yo, mm. Man, 
dag krijg je me in je hoofd. Monday get me in court. Look, marriage is a, is a python that squeezes you all the time. The python is like this. When you breathe out, you squeeze a little more. And you, you squeeze a little more. Till the day you die. Battle. Now, that battles can be taken easy if you're sitting on the chairs. But once you become pastors and ministers, it becomes even more difficult because you have to stand and minister to people. That's why the ladies must mature very quick to understand. That's why I think Paul wrote, ladies mustn't be preaching in the church. And I'm not going to go into the details. He said, even that you can't understand. Only if you are a prophet and a spiritual man will you know what I'm saying is true. Because you're going to argue, why can't a woman, why can't a woman. But Paul had gewit, man. Paul had gewit. Look, a man can easily have battles and he can still stand here. And you don't even know, you don't know he has a sky in my back, right? But I can't imagine a woman after a heavy fight to still come and stand and pray. I can't. This thing must first be sorted now. You know, in some, in some families, in some families, I'm talking about marital fight. It's a battle. Some families, then the people come to the door, then the, the couple smile. They have tea and everything with the couple. I've seen it. And then when I leave, then, the, then they don't talk again to one another. <laughs> they only talk to one another when I'm there. But as soon as I'm out, back to square one. Now, what surprises me most of all in the battle of the family, you know, uh, you get, well, sometimes the couples have this, that the one just goes quiet. Yeah. And I always thought the woman do that. But I, uh, uh, I, uh, I, I, I discovered recently that there are many men that go into this thing called still staper. Still staper. Hi, Prati. <laughs> Look, I want to tell the men, that is something, leave it for the ladies, man. You must talk. Okay. You always have that battle, but don't come with still staple. One morning, a couple was, one day, a couple wasn't talking to one another. Yeah, then they just wrote. They wrote uh, letters like this, yeah? They just wrote notes. Today, they just sent on the text, isn't it? But they just wrote. So the husband had to go work the next day in Joburg. So he wrote his wife a note and said, wake me at 5 a.m. tomorrow morning. So when he woke up, it was six o'clock and he missed his flight. So he got angry and he said, but didn't I, I write it? So he said, yes, I wrote you a note and I said, wake up now. It's, it's 5 a.m. Just look, look next to your bed. There's the note. 
Wake up now, it's 5 a.m. You see, once you divorce in ministry, it's very hard to really stand like you could have stood. It's very, very difficult. Yeah, people can say what they want to say, but I think it's very difficult to stand in ministry because if you are a policeman and you divorce, nobody will know. Are you with me? If you are a lawyer, nobody will know. Even if you are a doctor, I can work in the surgery, but I, I will stand before you and teach family values, loving your wife, loving your husband. If I divorce, it affects me. Uh-huh. And that's why the enemy will come for the war in the bedroom. Hallelujah. You've got to be strong. That is why I like to... to uh, Maybe part of my nature is I'm too open. If I'm open, my pastor is even worse than me. You see, I don't like to, to pretend. Bishop Dag always says, these pastoral couples are always smiling and taking pictures. and It's not like that at home. Uh, then they show you that. Then the day you hear they divorce, you say, oh, they always look so happy. They were pretending. Wife wear yellow. Pastor wear yellow. Wife wear pink. Pastor wear pink tie. We always one happy couple. It's not like that. That's not what life is like. There's a battle in the bedroom. Oh, let me go on. Let me go. Oh, you're Moet my afsluiten, gaat afsluiten, gaat afsluiten. Expect financial battles. As you progress in the spirit to enlarge, you will have financial battles. Amen? Even in the ministry, it cost me a lot of things. You always need money, and there will always be a fight about money. Amen. Even now, I have to build, I have to do. I thought if I finish the tiling, I'll rest a little, but it's, the battle is here again. I need this, I need that, I need that. My pastor asked me to meet him in Singapore. I said, oh, how must I go? I don't even have money. I must be, I'm building, I'm buying bricks, I'm buying carpets, I'm buying. There's a battle. It's not your problem, it's just a battle. It's my battle. I'll always have a battle. I took money from you last month to buy this, to buy that. This month I need more money. I must say, it's another battle. <laughs> And some people will say some negative things about me. But it's a battle for finances, always. Hallelujah. And even you, in your life, you'll have this financial battle. You need to survive. What should you do? Where should you go? Should you work on a Sunday? Should you come to church? Uh, should you buy this car? Should you not? Can you afford this house? Can you not? But there comes a time when you must trust God for the things in your life. Hallelujah. I believe it's by wisdom that the house is built, not by money. So if I look at these major projects, I know this church, look, in reality, one day they brought a, a woman here, cost analysis, what is it called? Uh, what was that job that that lady did, Chidre? 
quantity and quality surveying. They coming to help me to build the church. So I say, look, you need to estimate the cost and the cost and the this and the how much is the budget, except I say, I don't want this lady in this meeting because this project is going to be done by faith. I don't have money. I don't have a budget. I've got nothing. All I have is faith in God. And how do I explain it to this woman? No, pastor, you need to tabulate this, buy that, buy this. I say, hey, twakman. This tiny project on a cost analysis. If I must make an analysis before I do something, I'll never do it. And I want to speak faith into you. Don't say, see, this whole thing that couples say, they clap three kindness by the fro. That says that they can't throw me when they take reality. But they have enough had to up at the lay. When they should give a nitty, a sunsi, a sunsi cost reality. Yeah. So when couples tell me, I, we can't marry, I'm, I must first, uh, I must, but you have three children already. Where are we going to live? God will provide. Do what is right in God's eyes. Then he will open the doors for you. You can't live in sin and, and, and in fornication and then say, say, wacht, say, wacht, say, wacht, say, wacht. You can't afford the house, you can't, but God will make a way for you. Yes. You can't afford a proper car, but God will do it for you. Believe it. Financial battle will always be a battle in your life. Number, number what? Number four. Battle over land. Yes, I already prophesied you're going to have land. Do you know why many pastors don't have churches? Because to find land is very hard. We were looking for land for 20, maybe 18 years, Deirdre. Maybe 15 years. 16, 15 years. Pastors were telling me, wait, when are you going to build a church? I felt so embarrassed because you can't find land. You see, but sometimes you must walk with, with, with in the dimension of higher spiritual people. And as soon as I started walking with Bishop Dag, then that anointing for land purchase came on me. Yes. The anointing to build is also on me. The anointing to get land. That's why we believe this will not be the only land that we will get. So even if they say, you must push through that wachlis. Push to the top of that wachlis in the name of Jesus. And you will get land. Every time they say something is impossible to do, God will prove to you that he can do beyond what is possible. Amen? Because nothing is impossible with God. With man it's impossible, but with God, Nothing is impossible. Hallelujah. You will get land. It's not easy. It's a battle for land. This fight, the country's fight is a battle for land. Yeah, it's where land. That's why Malema is, is talking about the land. People must get land. It's true. It's right. Without land, you don't have much. You will also have a battle for land. But God is on your side. Amen. Glory to God. Quickly, let me rush. Oh, I got too much to say, but I'm closing. I'm closing. Battle 
with disloyal people. You will battle disloyal people. There will be traitors in your life. There will be sad days in your life. There will be people who love, who, will, who you will love and they won't love you back. There will be people whom you will love, but they won't love you back. There will be people you care for who will repay your love with ungratefulness and wickedness. Expect to battle disloyal people. Are you with me? If you haven't experienced it yet, it means you haven't come to that level yet. But in warfare, they will be. Do you know when Joshua then went into that promised land, he told them they mustn't take anything, but one of the disloyal members stole a Babylonian garment. He didn't listen to the pastor. And they could not win the battle because of the curse that came upon them. He will battle disloyal people. I battled many disloyal people. I watched a video uh, yesterday. I was watching a video where I was taking my church members to a conference in Durban. And when I watched the video, I saw my pastor sitting behind me in the second row of a huge 5,000-seater church. I saw on the video, I looked very young and thin and handsome then. I just lost the thinness, but the handsomeness I kept. Amen. So there, I saw faces of disloyal pastors. And I thought to myself, they will probably never get a trip to Durban again. There's no, nobody knows them. Nobody knows them. They won't be invited. They won't sit so close to anointed men again. Because even though I gave them all those opportunities, they turned around and they became disloyal towards me. You see the pictures? I see your face on the pictures, so. I see you sitting on the second row, but have you seen her? Tell me, have you seen her? She's gone. Gone. This loyalty. It's a madness that comes on you. In the prayer meeting, we said it's a madness that comes on you. You must be mad. You were traveling. You were being fetched by airports. You were sitting secondary with suits and everything. Now what are you? Pastor of three people in a classroom. My God. This loyalty will bring you this. It's a battle I had to fight. Amen. So I'll start to play so they can think I'm closing. You will battle wicked and unreasonable people. Number six, my second last point. You will battle in this life. You're going to have to fight many battles to be enlarged. You're going to have to battle wicked and unreasonable people. They won't listen to your reasoning. Yes. They become obstacles to your calling. There will be people in your life who are stubborn. They never heal. They never agree. They never bow to your wishes. May you not be stubborn. May you be a submissive, spirit-filled person. Yes, may you not be stubborn. But in life, if you go up in leadership, 
you will get wicked and unreasonable people. Even now we are building church. <laughs> Every time we have to have plans approved by Tesla's department. These people are so unreasonable. They want every small detail. They just want to block the work of God for everything. Wicked and unreasonable. And lastly, lastly, expect battles with liars and deceivers. You will expect battles with liars and deceivers. There will be liars in your life. There will be deceivers in your life. David wrote in Psalm 109 verse 1, after he encountered wicked people, he said, hold not thy peace. Psalm 109 verse 1. Put it, put it in, the, in the, yeah. Oh God, whom I praise, don't stand silent and aloof. Verse 2. While the wicked slander me and tell lies about me. Have anybody told a lie about you before? Maybe it's, it's not, you are not on this level. When you come higher, and I believe you are going to go higher because you will enlarge. These battles come to people who want to go higher and enlarge. I'm telling you what type of battles. And all the battles I read to you now is the battles that I faced. Liars. While the wicked slander me and tell lies about me. Verse 3. They surround me with hateful words and fight against me for no reason. This is David, the sweet singer of Israel. I love them, but they try to destroy me with accusations even as I am praying for them. They repay evil for good, just till they please, and hatred for my love. This is the battles you will fight. Virgie! Must get ready for these battles in the ministry. All you guys that will be great pastors one day, take note of the things I'm saying. But God will be with you. Like he was with David and Joshua, he will be with you. And you will win all these battles. You will slay all these kings. The king of Bethel, the king of Ai, the king of Jericho. You will slay them all. But be ready, get ready for war. Get ready for this warfare because you will take the battles. God's power will be with you for a series of battles. You must be resolute. Your mind must be made up. Don't give up easily. After fighting on the left, turn to the right. The battle is raging. Hallelujah. But with Christ next to you, you will conquer. Praise God. The weapons of your warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to pull down strongholds. You have to become a person of much prayer because as the battle rages, the first point of warfare is prayer. That's the point of communication, isn't it? You are calling to head office. You say, head office, I have a problem with this husband. Head office, I've got a problem with my child. Head office, People are lying against me. I'm making a call. Ha! And can I tell you something? Sometimes you call people and the Bible says, uh, the, 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 the answering machine says what? This caller is not available at present, isn't it? 
No vite ki ajai ni data ni of ajai 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 si nabri school ajai bri wifi kan seti. But I want to tell you something. There's an old chorus writer who wrote a song. That time telephones were not used with Wi-Fi and with data. It was a line. Amen. And he said, Central is never busy. Jesus is always on the line. You will never get an engaged tone when you phone Jesus. Amen. Do you know the number of Jesus? It's 333. Jeremiah 33 verse 3. Call unto me and I will show you great and mighty things which you knoweth not. Hallelujah. Yes. That's God's number. Put it on your phone. 33.3. Tiling code 33. Number 3. Satan is triple 6. Jesus is triple 3. Hallelujah. And the chorus writer said, you, 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 in your battles, you must just make the telephone to glory. Oh, a joy divine. I can feel the current. It's moving on the line. It's built by God the Father for his love and his own. You can talk to Jesus on the royal telephone. That's prayer. That's prayer. That's the first battle of war. Joshua, Joshua. If you don't pray, I feel sorry for you. Satan is going to have a field day with you. Because you will lose the battle in the bedroom. You will lose the battle in the house. You will lose the battle for land. You will lose the battle of those loyal people. You will be defeated, but with prayer. You are calling for divine help. And God is going to come to your help. Hallelujah. Because he's on the royal telephone. Amen. He's on the royal telephone. Bow your heads in prayer. Spirit of the living God. I want uh, ushers to stand here quickly. The power of God is going to fall here now. I want the usher. Spirit of the living God to stand there and face this way fall afresh on me that's enough not too much spirit of the living God stand to your feet everyone the Holy Ghost is here the Holy Ghost is here. Lift your hands. Spirit of the living God, please fall afresh on me. Won't you fall afresh? Come, Holy Spirit, I need you. Come, Holy Spirit, 
I pray Come in your strength, Lord Your marvelous power Come in thine old gentle way The Holy Spirit is here, your hands uplifted Come, Holy Spirit, Father, I pray that we experience the wind of the Spirit today. There are many battles I have to fight, but with your help, I can fight it, Lord. With your help, I can overcome it. Strengthen the people here today to fight like Joshua fought. In the battle of Ai, in the battle of Jericho, the battle of Bethel, the battle of Makadesh. <laughs> Give us victory over the flesh. Give us victory. The flesh must be crucified. The flesh must be crucified. Is Lizzie here? I want Lizzie here. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Greno. Stand just there. Stand behind her. Lift your hands. Makante stoya la mantayaya. Mate posta kataba. Come, Holy Spirit. I pray. Oh, yes. Come. Come in your strength, Lord. Your mighty power. Oh Lord, then come in your own gentle way. Give me oil. Oh, I need the oil. I need it. The evil spirit. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. I rebuke you. My Savior, I come to thee. Where's that child that was with the taxi accident? Bring her quickly. Ramon, bring your daughter here to me. Yes. If you are a woman, and you have cancer in your body, come to the front. Any cancerous growth in your body, come to the front. In the name of Jesus, your word said, these are the signs Let's all follow them that believe. In my name, 
you will cast out devils. In my name, you will speak in new tongues. You shall pick up serpents. If you drink deadly things, it will not harm you. You will lay hands on the sick. They shall recover. I pray for speedy healing in this legs. Now, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. May the pain disappear. May she be back to normal. Lord, I come. The anointing of the Holy Spirit breaks the yoke of cancer in your life. Yes. There's somebody here suffering from severe depression. It's a woman. Come to me. Don't be afraid. You're sad. You're always sad. You think of suicide. Come. I rebuke that spirit now in the name of Jesus. Lift your hands. It's an evil spirit. I rebuke it now in the name of Jesus. I cancel it. I attack it. I pull it by its roots. In the name of Jesus, come out. Come out. Come out. Life is worth living. Life is worth living. You don't have to give up on life. The power of the Holy Spirit overcomes the power of darkness. Light is shining in your life. I rebuke the spirit of darkness. Now, in the name of Jesus. Yes. I bind the spirits of evil that cause depression. Leave this lady now in Jesus' name. Foul spirit. What are you living for? Life is worth living. Give it all to Jesus. I come to thee. I rebuke the spirit. I command you to leave her. Whisper nothing to her again. Come out in the name of Jesus. Come out. Leave her. Leave her. In the name of Jesus, I bind you. Evil spirits, I uproot you. Yes, get out. Shante Kata, the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus. I bind anything that is evil and I pray for the peace of God. May the peace of God make the child sleep in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Receive peace. Take the child, Jamie, out of her hands. Lift your hands. Yes. Sometimes the spirits are transferred to the child. I rebuke evil spirits. The name of Jesus. Yes. May you find peace. 
Oh, you find peace. Every thought of suicide, I break it in Jesus' name. Monique, Monique, the freeze. Oh, she's not at the freeze anymore. She's at Adams. Don't worry, just come to me, Monique. Come to me. The Lord thy God, He healeth thee. He healeth thee. I rebuke barrenness. You shall be a fruitful vein in the name of Jesus. You shall be a fruitful bow. You shall be a fruitful You're here to bow your eyes or close. If there's anybody here today, maybe somebody invited you, came to visit, and you are not serving Jesus, and you want to start to serve Jesus and follow Him, I want to pray for you. Say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Christ, and I want to be a Christian. Follow Him. Please pray for me. If that is you, put up your right hand. I want to pray for you before I close the service. You are just here. Somebody brought you today. You want to... Maybe you came along, you want to give your life to Christ. If you die tonight, you're not sure if you will go to heaven. There's a hand at the back. Can, can you come to the front if your hand is up? Come, come stand here. I'm closing the service now, I just want to pray. The, the anointing is strong. The anointing is strong, but tonight I'll pray for more people. I believe tonight is a great service. It's called Revival 6. Revival at 6. Is there somebody else? Want to give Jesus a chance in your life? Come, yes. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. Lord, I come. You were not brought here by accident. Jesus loves you. And he wants to save you. To, from today, things will change for you. Yes. This is where you belong. In the presence of God. Say this prayer after me, please. All of you here, say, Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus I come to you now, I come to you now just, as I am. just as I am. I'm sorry for my sins. I'm sorry for my sins. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Wash me. Wash me with your precious blood. With your precious blood. Please, Lord. Please, Lord. Write my name. Write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. I want to follow you. I want to follow you. I want to serve you. I want to serve you. I turn my back. I turn my back. On my old life. On my old life. From today. From today. I will follow Jesus. I will follow Jesus. I will serve Jesus. I will serve Jesus. I will come to church. I will come to church. I will be a Christian. I will be a Christian. With the other believers. With the other believers. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind.